uh, I think the best part for me is seeing how resilient that industry has become, especially in the past year of COVID, where we thought everything crumbling down on us just a year ago. Uh, we found so many inspiring ecosystem players that have rebuilt their business, pivoted and strategized around the challenges of the past year. And I think it's a, an industry of winners, of entrepreneurs. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk. I'm so excited to have my special guest on today. I have Varid, who is the president and COO of a short-term rental property management platform, as we all know, called Guesty, where she brings nearly 20 years of experience in global operations to overseeing teams, including customer experience, finance, operations, legal, HR, data, and analytics, and of course, strategic partnerships. So, Barrett, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Obviously, like I just said, Guesty's a very well-known name in our industry, so it's really cool to have you on and bring in your insight and experience to the audience. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Will, for having me. Excited to be here. Of course. Well, I just love diving right into the meat of the episode. I want to know about you. Where did your story really begin, and what got you leading into the moments of you know becoming uh, a part of Guesty? Yeah, well, I'm kind of a newbie for short-term rentals. I joined uh, Guesty a little less than three years ago. Uh, and I've been in tech uh, for over 20 years now uh, in different sectors, right? It was in, in security, in ad tech, in um, consumer, and uh, now at Guesty. In my previous role, I was COO of Fiverr, the um, marketplace for digital services, where I was the first executive to join the founding team um, and over six years grew the company from 40 employees to hundreds of employees. Today, it's a public company worth billions of dollars, yeah. but really did that entire journey of growing a, a company. And I, I was in three previous companies doing, you know, taking them public, buying companies, selling companies, doing a lot of, uh, of, of scale and growth but really felt that this is the sweet spot for me, uh, finding exciting companies with a wonderful product and helping them scale and grow and become market leaders. And this is what we're doing at Guesty. I'm doing it with uh, the CEO, Amiad Soto, and the rest of the management team. And super excited about what the future holds. Oh, of course. And I was just going to say, what were those moments from going from Fiverr to you know creating this huge empire of that what that whole company is? And then going into now the short-term rental industry, which is such like, a, it's a small world, but it's a big world at the same time, right? I feel like we all kind of know each other and interwined. So what were the leading steps going from there? Yeah, well, I think first of all, it, it may seem like a completely different world, but it's not. I see both of them as players in the sharing economy, the sharing economy that started a little over a decade with companies like Uber and Airbnb, of course, yeah. and others. Uh, where, you know, I think the advantage of the sharing economy that anyone can become an entrepreneur. Mm. So on Fiverr, anyone can become an entrepreneur by offering digital services such as graphic design or um, website building or uh, video making or whatever. 
and on, you know, in the sharing economy of the short-term rental industry, anyone can become a hospitality entrepreneur by, you know, starting a hospitality brand and you can have one property or five properties or 10 properties or, you know, and grow all the way up to hundreds or thousands of properties. And I'm, I'm proud to say that some of our customers started with us when they were extremely small with just a few properties and today are, you know, managing hundreds or more properties and become, you know, a true global corporate business. Um, and that's the beauty of, of today's economy. I think that, you know, anyone can succeed if they have the right mindset, the passion uh, to do what they're doing. Yeah. So I think that when joining Guesty, I felt a very similar vibe in terms of the customers, that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and I love the fact that it's a community that uh, people feel like they have the same passions, the same hobbies, even a lot of them love to host people, love to travel, um, share the same interests and experiences, um, which, you know, makes it, you know, I think even easier to create a community around our ecosystem and collaborate. And we collaborate with a lot of people. We collaborate with our customers. We collaborate with the OTAs that we're connected to, Airbnb, Booking.com, Verbo, and others. And um, we also collaborate with the 100 or so marketplace partners we have connected to Guesty, offering a lot of adjacent services uh, that allow our customers to grow and manage better. Oh, I love that. And I, I've always looked at it like the short-term rental industry or hospitality industry, but now that you bring it into a whole new sphere of, you know, the sharing economy, it's so much bigger. So that's such a great point. Um, I think you, yeah, definitely, it opens up the perspective when you think about it like that, you know, when it comes to Uber and all the other, you know, sharing economy type things like Fiverr as well. So it's pretty, pretty well, uh, pretty interesting. But I want to kind of dive into for the guests that are listening to this episode, that may not know who Guesty is or what you guys do. So what exactly is Guesty in the deepest essence of its origin that it is? Sure. Uh, Guesty is a software uh, platform for the short-term rental industry, what's known as a PMS sometimes, but I'd say PMS with extensions uh, because we really provide an end-to-end -end solution for property managers to streamline and automate and optimize uh, their operations. We are connected to the distribution channels on the one hand, as I've mentioned, Airbnb, Booking.com, Verbo, uh, TripAdvisor, and so on. Uh, we allow you to create uh, an inbox with unified guest communications, allowing you to streamline communications with guests from all the different communications channels, not just the OTAs, but also um, email, uh, SMS, WhatsApp, and so on. So uh, just creating a lot of uh, automation and transparency there. And we you know, allow you to do your day-to-day -day operation, manage your staff, manage your tasks, connect to uh, uh, tools that optimize your revenue and pricing. And uh, again, I can go on and on. I think one thing I'm especially proud of is also how data-driven we are. Um, we have a data and analytics tool set that allows our customers to really understand their business, uh, create better projections, and take actionable uh, analytic decisions. Um, and we felt that it brought a lot of value, especially in the past year, when there was so much you know, uncertainty about what's going on, the ability for us to share a lot of data and help 
our customers as well as the entire ecosystem understand where this is going, what are the trends, where they should, you know, continue to push, where they should try to diversify. I think that was extremely helpful. I totally agree. I think the the ability to have that data set is really important and to, to be able to share the findings. You know, not everyone can read data, um, especially that amount of data that you guys probably have. I can only imagine um, what the type of properties and management companies that you have under uh, your guys' services and stuff. So I want to ask you a couple questions. Do you guys only service um, property managers or do you bring in like boutique hotels, apartment hotels? What what kind of like what's the, maybe the most unique one that you guys can think of off the top of your head that you've done under? Yeah, well, guess first like? of all, we, we service a lot of different personas. Um, we recently launched our apart hotel offering that really complements the core uh, short term rental offering. And by the way, we did it not just to cater to new audiences because our customers grew so well and started um, evolving and added full buildings of apartments. And we really needed to provide the, the, the service they need. And that resulted in a new offering. We added accounting features per large customers' needs. Uh, but we also saw a lot of different uh, personas emerge, including glamping, for example, that seemed to be a niche product uh, a yeah. year ago. And with Corona, it was just, you know, exploding. Uh, we had very successful customers really doing above and beyond their expectations in the past year. And if you think about it, their needs are very similar to apart hotel needs. They have a lot of units, similar units, and they need to manage them. Um, I think in general, we saw guests looking for unique experiences and, um, in that respect, um, the fact that we cater um, to a diverse um, audience, whether it's you know short term or midtown, whether it's you know cabins or castles, yeah. or you know just standard urban uh, apartments, there is something for everyone. And I think um, in general, when we think of last year. The alternative accommodation, what was used to be called alternative accommodations, have really gone mainstream with a lot of people finding that this is what they need mm -hmm. uh, when you can travel abroad and you need to find domestic locations where that you can go to and you want them to be more spacious and you want them to be more special. So definitely in that respect, I feel that we, we, we got a lot of different and new inventory during this past year. Yeah, I totally agree. With our with our company, we're looking into glamp sites, into all the unique tree houses and tiny homes, and you know, I think the experiential hospitality type offering when it comes to lodging and accommodation, super important, especially with you know what's going on this last year, as you mentioned. So I think that's super cool that you guys have definitely opened that up. But I I want to say, speaking of hotels, so what have you guys discovered, um, you know, between this, these two segments of of lodging when it comes to short term rentals? And hotels, because I think we've all seen that hotels maybe have a little less occupancy this last year uh, due to, you know, uh, shared spaces and, you know, lobbies, elevators, etc. Um, but I'm kind of curious to see, since that you guys have so much data, uh, what did you find? Oh, yeah, it was extremely interesting. Um, I said in, you know, a couple of interviews that I felt that, you know, last year we, you know, the alternative accommodation moved from being like the, the, the stepsister of the hotel industry to 
you know, the, the, the big thing, the main thing, and uh, a lot of people prefer alternative accommodation now because there's more space, especially think of the needs, right? All of a sudden, when you travel, you want to work from your home, right? Sometimes you need a full kitchen because uh, there are no restaurants, they're closed, or, you know, you don't know, you don't feel safe enough to go out. Um, so for, you know, you're really looking for different amenities than you did a year ago. And as a result of that, and also in terms, you know, of thinking of security, cleaning procedures, the fact that you don't have shared surfaces, you want a touchless experience. A lot of people, I'd say classic hotel goers opted for the short-term rental industry in the past year. And I believe they're here to stay. Um, I believe we'll find the short-term rental industry being the winners of COVID uh, over the hotels. Um, and again, there's room for everyone. There are a lot of you know, different types of, of uh, inventory and everybody's looking for something different. But still, I think that uh, although it was an extremely tough and challenging year, in retrospect, I believe that it will help us grow even further and take a larger share of the traveler's wallet share. Definitely agree. And I think it's overall going to professionalize the industry when it comes to short-term rentals, you know, going from host to manager, right? There's such a big evolution um, from one property to 10, to 10 to 100, 100 to 1,000. So I think it's really important that, you know, I, I think we all learned a lot. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of managers that really honed in in the beginning of how are we going to better optimize our systems? How are we going to, in order to give a better experience, Make sure that we're actually using our automated tools, and that we're freeing up our time, and that we're creating, you know, all these certain things and experiences for our guests. And, and it's super cool to see. Um, I want to talk about your your um, your guys' data report that you guys did. So, um, can you tell us maybe some of the key findings that you overall had with? I think you guys did what surveyed five hundred plus professionals in the industry. Yeah, over five hundred professionals worldwide. Um, some really interesting info there. Um, so I think one of the key things we saw is the optimism about the future of the industry. A lot of our users felt that they're, um, you know, when they're asked uh, when uh, we'll come back to pre-COVID days, like full recovery, they're seeing partial recovery this year, and uh, most of them predict full recovery by 2022, which is great. Um, I think that you know this year started low, but already we're seeing uh, a huge uplift in uh, reservations uh, going forward. So now, not to think of you know the uh, the survey, but rather our internal data, we see numbers climbing uh, tremendously with summer reservations for this year in the U.S. alone, a hundred and ten percent higher than last year. And even if you look at Europe, which is late to recover, we see the UK recovering with 36% uh, more reservations uh, compared to last year. And we see pricing going up as well. So pricing yeah. for 2021 is higher than the 2020 pricing and actually even higher than 2019 pricing. Oh. So in terms of pricing, we really see recovery, full recovery even this year. Uh, I also think that when, when we talked to, to the people on the survey, a lot of them uh, were preparing for what we call revenge travel. It's a, yeah. a new term we love to mention. Uh, we think that 
there's going to be an explosion in travel when people have been cooped up for the past year, just waiting and planning their getaway, um, which would lead to uh, not only more reservations, but also longer stays. People want to make up for the lost time or the lost vacation time in 2020 and are looking uh, to travel more, travel longer in next year. Um, so I think uh, we see a lot of people preparing for that. One of the ways they are preparing is, and that's just a tip for our audience, um, they're looking at uh, more flexible cancellation policies because they're saying, okay, people already want to book their summer vacation, but still they, you know, they have this concern, what happens if something goes wrong? So by offering um, flexible cancellations or by offering a small reduction in fees, all those will really uh, help create more reservations, more traction from the, the guests that want to come in, they want to travel and just need to help them you know, find, a, find the right way of doing that. Um, so I think that's another uh, point. And again, really every day now since the vaccine was announced and that was in you know December, as you recall, we had Pfizer and a week later, Moderna. Uh, we've seen an uplift week by week of the number of reservations. People believe in the vaccinations, they believe it's a good solution and they feel safer to travel. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think you mentioned a couple of good points with the um, overall cancellation flexibility. So I'm curious, mm -hmm. do you, just off the top of your head, this is totally off the cuff question, but what are uh, property managers that you guys are seeing maybe from data or just hearing from your, your guys' clients, what are they doing in order to um, create more cash flow rather than just increasing nightly rates? Or are they doing packages or um, you know maybe some different kind of upsells and other things that are kind of dependent on um, getting more cash flow for a more sustainable, profitable uh, company? Or do you guys have anything that you guys see there? Uh, there are a few things. First of all, I think a lot of them are trying to optimize on expenses, right? Before they, they think of the, the revenue. Uh, a lot of people use technology to, to automate and, uh, and uh, you know, cost cut, you know, on whatever they don't need to do, uh, the, whatever they can do through automation um, and also create better experiences. So in terms of, um, experience, it's creating online experiences, um, delivering breakfast or products to uh, the, the apartments is a great upsell. Uh, thinking of you know, special uh, local experiences that you can upsell to, um, to your guests because a lot of them are coming for a longer period. They wanna know what's going on. They wanna know what they can do. Um, so I, I, I hear a lot of, you know, local uh, players thinking of, uh, of you know, local uh, activities and experiences and upsells that can be uh, delivered. I know that some of the channels also launched experiences as an upsell, and I think there will be ways to collaborate between hosts and channels to create more uh, revenue that would be a win-win for both parties. I also heard some really interesting pivots. Uh, recently, one of our customers uh, explained how she added uh, another uh, product line of uh, furnishing and styling of apartments, uh, which was, you know, it seems different, but it really helped her create another uh, revenue uh, stream to her business 
doing something that's similar to short-term rentals, but uh, is, is a clear upsell and a clear pivot that you know helped her diversify the revenue and not be completely dependent on short-term rentals. And I thought that yeah. was a very exciting idea. Yeah. Uh, how do you use the fact that you're, you know what short-term rentals need, you're into design and styling, and you're using it not just for your apartments, but also to help apartments style better and stage better uh, for guests. Um, but I think it's also about diversifying your channels and um, getting uh, a lot of local marketing out there for domestic travel. Remember that the travelers we're seeing today are still not the same travelers we saw pre-COVID. Um, there is still uh, less international travel and more domestic travel. So anything you can do to attract those domestic travelers by uh, highlighting the local experience or the advantage of your location, uh, helping people work uh, from your location, making sure that you have the proper workspace and um, strong Wi-Fi and other tools that would highlight the fact that you're a great place to mix business and pleasure, to go on vacation and still do your work uh, is also a great idea. Yeah, it sounds like you're just taking all my all my playbook ideas I've been playing. I've been, <laughs> it's a, a lot of stuff that we've been doing too with our with our businesses, just creating that virtual experience. I think that was one thing that really helped us, um, as well as 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 partnering with the local community like we always should. I think that's the really cool aspect about vacation rentals and hospitality is that when you don't know how to do something or you you know you don't offer a certain thing, there's somebody that does, and there's most likely uh, the ability to collaborate and and find ways that both benefit each party. So that's really cool to hear that it's actually happening around the world. And um, it's really exciting because I think, like you said in the beginning, it ties into that shared economy. It just shares, um, you know, resources and, and benefits to the traveler as a whole. So I think that's that's really awesome. Um, yeah, no, I'm just thinking about, dang, you really listed off like all my ideas. Uh, that's so cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love that so much. And I, I just think that this is super valuable information. So I'm definitely going to make sure for all my listeners that we're going to plug in this data report. You can go download it in the show notes here. But, um, Barrett, I just want to see what else you guys have anything going on exciting for Guesty? Are you guys uh, prepping anything for the future of, you know, recovery or maybe something for summer as travel? We hopefully see some revenge on. Yeah, definitely. We're, I think we really used this year well to develop our product offering, to diversify it, whether it's for, you know, longer stays, as I've mentioned, uh, um, we see more and more people, um, what we call life shopping. So looking for uh, apartments, not just for a vacation, but actually to experience different cities, different locations, see if, you know, it works for them. People don't want to commit to a long-term lease and they're looking for, you know, short-term leases, even, you know, monthly leases. And a lot of our customers have that offering of, you know, uh, fully furnished apartments for, you know, the digital nomads of the world that are, you know, going from you know, one city to the next. Um, so I, I think everything to support that, you know, uh, model of extended stays is something that we worked on. We were integrated with the Airbnb extended stays. Uh, we allow you to create your rental agreements and anything around that. Um, I mentioned apart hotels to really uh, cater to uh, different types of inventory and uh, it allows our customers to save a lot of time and automate. Uh, I mentioned uh, 
the accounting feature that we added, it really allows you to save um, a few days a month and just, you know, creating the reports for your homeowners and, and so on and so forth. And we have a lot of things in the pipeline. I think that um, in terms of revenue management, we did a lot of changes and really allowed our customers to manage pricing better and, you know, think of their pricing strategy in a different way. Um, and I also want to mention all our partners. We have amazing partners in our marketplace that helped us um, really create those contactless experiences guests are looking for today. And I yeah. really encourage everybody to look at, you know, uh, smart home automation um, and, you know, monitoring and safety tools and uh, pricing tools, everything that can help you uh, create a better experience and a more holistic uh, view of uh, your management. So definitely um, we've done a lot. We have a lot of, uh, a lot in store. <laughs> I'll keep you, uh, you know, surprised for the future, but yeah, we have quite a lot of plans for 2021. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad that it's just uh, something that we're all, we're all pushing forward to, you know, we're all pushing for professionalization. We're all, you know, pushing for, optimization of our businesses. So it's just an exciting time, I think, for everyone to start leveling up and implementing new things and learning tons and applying it and creating great experiences and moments and, of course, destinations. So I'm excited. Um, well, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. It's been really a pleasure to to talk with you and get to meet you in, quote unquote, in person um, and just uh, have, you know, the, the guesty name on the podcast is just great. So I appreciate you so much for taking the time to do this interview with me. Thank you, Will, and I love what you're doing. I think it's great to have your voice as, you know, uh, one of the, the speakers on behalf of our industry and look forward to connecting again soon and sharing more surprises. Awesome. Maybe there will be an episode two in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.